welcome to another episode. And Afam, um, thanks for coming. Thanks for joining. Hi, guys. Uh, back. EJ. Hello. Okay. Uh, Mr. Bucci, thanks for coming on again, as always. Uh, and I guess we have to end with uh, the elephant in the room. I'm sure you're excited, you know, you have the red wine, all of that, so congrats again, uh, <laughs> and I'll just go through the topics uh, for sure, uh, we're going to talk about Liverpool, that's the elephant in the room, we'll talk about the, what are the most important reasons, just rank it, you know, brief, briefly, um, that what made them EPL champions this season, I guess it's EPL champions slash, how the rise of this Liverpool winning team. Um, top of battle, we chat about United a little bit, uh, statement win, talk about Wolves, they become like a pretty much a 1-0 one one FC, and we talk about Rodgers, when the Rodgers is bottling another one again. Uh, I'm going to do a quick fire, what, what has been the best game of the restart? So we'll start with Ola, obviously, that's the elephant in the room. So tell us, Liverpool, what took you guys to the to the holy girl land in this past two years or this year either one just rank it i guess um thank you everybody for allowing the champion to talk first it's, it's the right thing to do thank you for the guard of honor thank you <laughs> don't milk it don't milk it don't milk it <laughs> 30 years is a long time my guy i have to milk it <laughs> all right um i think the most important factor for me, it's Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. Um, I think he had a clear vision of what he wanted to do. And sometimes it's easy to say, oh, you have money to spend. We've seen some coaches that have money to spend and they don't achieve much. He has had money to spend also, so we can't say it's not because of that, but he, he has recruited well. And he makes those players, like, they run through a brick wall for him, basically. Like, the, um, I, I was talking with Dio, I think, when we were doing our Bundesliga podcast, and it was like, it's like Liverpool be playing on adrenaline all season. Like every match, it's like these players want to die there. They just want to like, we must win every match. And you need a coach to get that best out of you. You need a coach who's going to motivate you. I know people used to make fun of him as a cheerleader. <laughs> They'll say this guy is just a cheerleader. But the man management is a very key factor. We, we know how Ferguson did it with Man United. For, with the dynasty, man management is a very key so, factor. So I will say with Jurgen Klopp is the biggest factor because I don't think any other manager would have gotten this level of consistency after the setbacks. <clears throat> we usually had setbacks and then like we will challenge one year and then fall to like seventh the following season. It happened with Rogers. Rogers came second and then following season he came sixth or seventh. So we've had that many times with managers over the years. But last year we lost by one point and then this year we just said okay. We lost by one point this year. We're just going to win every match, basically. <laughs> and I, that, I think that comes from the manager. The manager makes the mentality really strong. Okay. So that's what I... Okay, okay, okay. So you think manager is the, the most important? Okay, that's good for... Let's go to uh, Alpha. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, two things. I think it's a transfer policy in Liverpool and okay. the manager. And they are intertwined in the sense that the manager came in and had a clear vision of what he wanted to do with the team. And the board were in, 
on the same side with him, saying, okay, this is what you want, and this is how we're going to go about it. However, they, I read an article. There was an article you sent to me, I think it was sometime last year, about how they use sports science and how they um, scouted their players and how they found out right. how players would fit into the system and all of that. So they went yeah. for the players that they felt that would meet their system. So if you notice, like they did a few transfers, but it was never really the names that you would have thought. United signed more high-profile players than Liverpool signed around that period, but they knew what they wanted. They went for money. They went, they went for um, Lalana. They went for a few other players, and they knew that this is the style we want to play, and these are the players that we need, irrespective of their profile in in the sense like if they are a big name or or not. And they got those players, and they were close against Real Madrid, and they lost it. And they knew that okay, there was one thing left. We needed a goalkeeper, and they went and they splashed the big cash, and they got Allison. The same way they found out. A season before that, they needed a central defender. They went out and splashed the big cash on the player that they needed, and the team just became complete. Now, when you bring the manager into everything, he's, he's special. That man is special because it's not easy to get players to deliver consistent results over seasons. It wasn't just one season. It wasn't two seasons. About three seasons, you could see the of the consistency. Steady progress. If you look at the other teams that were playing around that period, People were dropping points here. Yeah, people would lose some one-off games that you didn't expect them to lose. But Liverpool were consistent. They just kept on winning and winning. It was almost like that Barcelona feel like you know that, okay, once Liverpool are playing this group, there's no how you look at it. They have to win this game. It's what it's we expect. To get that consistency out of these players is, is a remarkable thing he did. And if you look at the midfield that they have, individually, not all of them are that great players. Like, if you pick you can pick individual players that are better from other teams compared to Liverpool midfield. But he had a system that worked. He got the players to buy into that system. And those, getting those results from playing the way he asked them to play just makes you feel like, as a player, like, okay, once I do this thing that this manager is asking me to do, I'm going to win. So they just give him that 101% every time they play. They've done well, they've won, but I kind of like feel like this next season that is coming might be... Um, a season where they might drop off. And I think that's why Top was very interested in getting Timo Werner. And he wanted to mix up that front three because I feel like the front three of Liverpool have read their ceiling. Like, we know what they can give you. I don't think they can give you more than what they are giving you right now. So he wanted to be able to mix up a thing here and there, but they didn't get the player. But I, I'm, I'm very, very impressed because in modern day football, it's very difficult to get a team that will consistently deliver. Okay, okay, Top okay. Okay, That's, those are great points. Good points from Afan. Um, EJ, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think they both said pretty much everything. I, I agree with Ola. The, the point Ola made that I want to jump in with is when he said that his like in the past they've seen drop-offs. Like They'll go far and then come back and drop off. And I'll say I was one of the people that thought Liverpool would drop off this season. When we talked about it at the beginning of the year, and we said which teams will finish top six. I was like, there's no way Liverpool will stay at the top again after they put on that. You know, they mounted that campaign. We're so close to the end. They just did so much last season, won Champions League. I didn't think they would have enough in them to pull this off. And then this season started and then they pretty much won every game. They lost only one. And that was at the end of the... When was that? The beginning of this year, right? And then drew, drew once, won, um, lost one. That's insane. So... I mean, the, the reason is Klopp, in my opinion. I don't know. Um, it's Klopp and then time. Like, that whole... It took him five years, right? 
And yeah, I, didn't, I don't remember any... Maybe you had the odd Liverpool fans saying, hey, club out, but not, the way, not, not seriously. Like, they were either joking or they weren't serious. You, you had the buy-in from the fans, the city, yeah. the players. Everyone bought in. They, they supported the... Um, the club supported him. And, you know, eventually he delivered. First trophy was four years. It took him four years to get the first one. I didn't hear anyone crying about it. Um, so I think... The fact that they saw his vision, they saw what he wanted, they saw his style, and his style is also in entertaining to watch, you know. I feel like you can watch that style versus, like, maybe a different style who wasn't winning anything, and you get tired of that quickly. So, who knows the club? You know, I, I was one of the people that laughed at him every time I saw him hugging people to death. I laughed <laughs> at that. But that, that, you know, those things are important. That, that's what you, what you said, man management, you know. Yeah, it, 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 you're right. People wanted to play for him. Like I remember watching some games where, and I didn't watch all the Liverpool games, but some of the games where I, that I watched, I was just like, "Are these folks on steroids? Like, why are they playing so hard? You can't get the like, even if you got the ball off of them, they're coming for you. Yeah. Like they didn't give you a corner. <laughs> like let them have, let the other team have a corner. No, they didn't do that. So they were, they're very serious. And I don't know if they will drop off next season. I thought they would this year. To me, I don't really see why they would. You know, but you never know. But yeah, I think time and the yeah. and the manager. Okay, very good point. Uh, Mr. Zaza, do you want to go or do you want me to go? I think you should go. I've been seeing your urging to go. So go. Uh, no, you go. You can go. I, I should go? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so in my opinion, you guys have said everything. But I think actually it's FSG. I, I rank FSG first. I say this because the method, I, I'll try to be very, very summarized about the method which he recruited Klopp was very purposeful and very intentional when he recruited Klopp. I can't remember his name now, not Michael, there's a guy that did the research when they met Klopp in New York. They specifically researched managers who were outperforming their resources based on what they had and Klopp was like one of the people with their number one target. They interviewed Ancelotti to join that process. So, and I say this also because another ownership could have easily stuck with Brenda Rogers. Yes, they fell off the next year, but they could have said, oh, that it was just a, you know, they lost Suarez, was their best player, world class. Gerard retired. They could, have, they could have died on that hill and said, oh, Suarez, Gerard, oh, that's why. Let's give him more money, right? Like, that's what I think. And I could have died on that hill, but they wanted to win. They came in, they said they wanted to win when they came in in 2010. I think, I think in 2010, they said they wanted to win. And they showed it. And I respect that. That's what, like, organizational franchises using American team, you do. When you want to win, you have to make ruthless decisions. You have to. You don't look at the fact that, oh, he came close. So that's number one. But club, obviously, in fact, I want to rank them apart because I think that intentional move of who they wanted and being clear about who they want to be is very, very critical in this process. Then the second part, obviously, at the same level, I think it's club. Everybody knows, you know, I don't care. I'm a United fan, but I say that because I've been following club since these days, early Dortmund. Club is a genius. And I say this, people think I just say this because of no. I've been following exactly what he has done, how this Liverpool team has changed over the season. From attack to slightly the person still doing to more of match control this season. And the three things I'm going to name why what I think Klopp has done is kind of a disruption. His best defenders, or let me let, let me let me let me rephrase that. His midfielders are pretty much defenders. His fullbacks are his best creative players. His, four, his, his number nine is almost like a false defender, a false nine, right? Who was, he was bought as an attacking midfielder. And all of this guy is like, he leads the press. He, but before me, you know, what he does in that is so specific. 
And it's crazy when you think about it, like what he has done. That's why I think he's like a disruptor in this, in what he has created in that team. Now in the very base, basic functionality, all the creativity come from the wings and the way they move defenses side by side. So yeah, my opinion, Klopp and FSG, brilliant. It's like right man with the right organization at the right time. So those are my thoughts. Gucci? Um, I think um, I'm, I'm the only one who isn't surprised. Um, not because um, I'm a genius per se, but because I kind of saw this happening. Um, there was a time we were having a conversation in two seasons ago. I can't remember the exact time, but because I, I had that conversation many times, and um, and I said Liverpool have to lose, and people were like, "Why do you hate Liverpool so much?" I said, "I don't hate them. If they win that Champions League trophy, they will win. They won't stop them." And what actually ended up happening was Liverpool lost that Champions League trophy, and I thought they were going to get weaker, but they actually got stronger, which shocked me. But I basically saw that happening. I saw the team being built. I saw what was happening. I saw what Klopp was doing. The thing is, it doesn't surprise me because Klopp didn't do anything new. There's nothing per se new because Klopp has played with high energy before. Klopp has been to the Champions League. He's just a perennial loser. That was just what he was before he got to, you know, it was just what he was. And I mentioned that because the thing people forget is that there's one thing that fell in place for Klopp which was luck. Lady Luck broke for him at the right time. Now, I'm not trying to diminish the guy, but it's just like the same way that in 1990, you had to win, uh, uh, Alex Ferguson had to win. Club needed some things to break for him. And I'll give you an example of what I mean. Van Dyke was not a new find. Everybody knew how good Van Dyke was. No other club apart from Man City who moved late decided to they basically had a free rider, the best defender in the Premier League. I know that close near defenders, but, you know, it was like... I'm not trying to say that they didn't make a good move, but what I'm trying to say was that those are the kind of moves that, in other times, teams would drag out with you, make sure you, you know, try and force it, but it just went smoothly. It didn't. It didn't. Hmm? Sorry. Sorry to cut you. It didn't I, know that, I know that Southampton tried to it hold the deal up. At all. But <laughs> That's why I had to it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, maybe, but from what I saw was... And I disagree with your point about him being the best defender. I absolutely disagree. He wasn't ranked as the best defender then. We just knew him as a what I'm prospect. Say, you're yeah. Please, let, let Gucci finish anyway. Okay, let, yeah, let, let him finish. You, you, finish. you could see he was good. He was actually... Yes, yes. He was yes, actually he was. very good. He, he was better than a lot of guys who were going for... You know, at that time, who were going for more hype than him. Even though he ended up being very expensive, he was a good player that other people could have been looking, but it was like, there was just something about him. I don't know. I'm not trying. I don't understand, but there was something about him that the other teams did not go for him, but Liverpool intentionally insisted. They could have said, no, we won't go back to this guy after September. They went back in January and insisted and paid that much. Yeah, These guys right. walked and said, no, we're not going to buy at that price. Um, Man City, they walked away. If Man City had insisted and kept, Man City had more money, they could have dragged it out. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to be like, it was, no, it was like, Liverpool insisted on going on this guy, and they're like, no, we're not going. Um, when Mane was bought, Mane, for me, was actually a player that was a gem. But guess what? There were two other teams I wanted to buy him, and then they pulled away. I think it was Arsenal. Uh, I'm sure Manchester United, but I think it was Arsenal too. And then they pulled away because manager changes. That gem moved away. But then the final point about Lady Locke, which I want to point out was that People talk about Liverpool's greatness 
in the past three seasons. But there was one other thing that was happening was that, that which, this also does not diminish them. It actually proves how great they were. Because Man City actually was on unprecedented form. Man City kept firing up. And Liverpool was just behind them. Like last season was just one point that they lost. The, the reason Liverpool won this season so clearly, especially with that soon gap, was, was clear Man City dropped. It could have been Liverpool. Liverpool could have dropped. Liverpool could have had more injuries. Like the Laporte injury could have happened to Man City. But it happened to it could have happened to Liverpool, but it happened to Man City. Now, th why I mentioned that is it is quite rare to have that. That's part of the reason why they were so consistent. To play 90 mile football, most of the squad fit for two years. Little, you know, at key times, they were all coming back. The ones that were gone. That was one thing. I think Lady Love finally said, Club, it's your time. It's your time to win. Because it could have been Pep. If Pep too had, you know what I'm trying to say? That you know, Pep could have still denied him this season. Because if you look at it, these guys have more resources. But just Laporte's injury, it, one key player they did not replace ended up dragging City down. Yeah. So, okay. Amazing. Yes, I think that Liverpool won. That's not planning. So, exactly. I was going to... Yeah, I was going to. What? Sorry to talk both of you. I just want to. Say, I want to get to your. What? So what are you ranking? I guess that's easiest question. What are you ranking at the most important points? What I'm trying to say was that <laughs> I agree with all of you. All the things. Oh, okay. Everything well, but at okay. the key time, you added it up finally. But that was not the most important thing. Them. That wasn't the most important thing, though. That wasn't the most important thing. Because one thing, one thing, one thing I, I believe Klopp will tell you. Klopp will tell you that I'd rather be lucky than good now. Klopp has been good for many years. It was time for him to. I'm just telling you, it was like, I just, I'm just saying that. I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. That's the whole. That's the speaking so far. I'm not going to take. Look, Buche has made some very good points, especially regarding Van Dyke. Regarding the fact that. Klopp said, look, I must buy Van Dyke, even when they rejected us in September. He yeah. said, we with the fans, I know EJ was saying, some of the fans, we, we, like, um, EJ was saying many of us, we didn't complain about Klopp. We were, some of us were, because that time that Van Dyke couldn't sign for us. All of us were like, go and buy another defender now. Go and buy uh, another defender. I remember that. I remember that. Klopp, Klopp said no. Klopp said, I'd rather not buy anybody. I'll wait to January and buy Van Dyke. So Bucci is right about that. That yeah. Klopp knew what he wanted and he stayed and we got him, but we had to pay extra for him. The the luck part, every championship team needs a bit of luck. But, yeah, always. Always. <laughs> but, but examples, the examples which you were saying, number one, about money, that you can say that means you want to say all transfers are like luck then. No, no, that's so not what I, that's not what I mean. That's not what, I mean. what I'm trying to say was that. somebody else was uh, it's good good planning and good scouting. Man, uh, Man City, yeah, let me tell you, Man City, they should have foreseen this company. The new company was retiring. And instead of they, they went into the season with three center backs. So Laporte was their main center back, but they didn't even have anybody else to fall back on. Liverpool, for the reason that we knew that we had only three center backs, we did not let Lovren leave. Now Lovren is not very good, but we just kept him for numbers. That okay, let's have four center backs. That's good planning. That's not luck. You have to know that okay, you're going to a season, anything can happen. Right. We lost Allison, number one keeper in the world. We lost Allison for two months this season. Two months. People don't talk about that. We lost Fabino, who is our best defensive midfielder. We lost him for almost two months too. So when you're saying luck, we also had our own bad luck. Uh, but we let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a direct question. Um, this season, right? This season, 
the level of performance Liverpool played this season, the quality of football compared to last season, which was better? Um, the quality of football, regard attacking football or game management? Attacking overall football. Liverpool overall football. So, last season, last season was, so was better. better. Yeah. Last season this, was better. That's what I'm trying to say. Is that I, that's what I'm trying to say. Is that if you look at the, the pace those two teams went last season, was unbelievable. Right? They had to drop off. But what happened was they both dropped, but Man City dropped so much because it's not natural to keep going. Now, they both have a chance to now go back up again. That's what I'm trying to say was that they both, it could have been Liverpool dropping lower. They both dropped. How did they both drop? When they didn't both drop. Lose? Liverpool didn't, they didn't drop. drop at all. No, they what I'm trying to say was of, Look, I, I pointed to quality of, if you remember, there the are a lot of times this season when it was bang. Um, functional 1-0 football. Not yeah, but that, that's no, how you win championships. That's how you win. That's why you win championships. Yeah, that's why you the last dance with us. Yeah. Yeah. was winning 1-0 for like how many games? Of yeah, course. Okay. But when, that's why Fergie is the guy game. that said, I'd rather be lucky than good. That's what one of the things Fergie says. Was, that's what I'm trying, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to belittle the team. I'm not trying no, to, I know, I know uh, you're not trying to do that. No, we all know that. But I just think I just think that for me, I, think Klopp, Klopp, I, I just felt that part. this was going to happen. That Klopp, it was going to break for Klopp. It was looking like all he had to do was break. And it just broke at the right time. Because last season, he was supposed to win. It is that, it, it, to me, if you look at quality of football, I would say this, this championship, the championship team that won seven, over, um, seven games with, with seven games to play on quality of football do not look as good as the team that lost the title on the last day. That's how reason why we decided to play winning football. We decided to play we winning football. football. Master just fell off. The the fall off of Master was unprecedented. But I mean it was expected, but it was like to fall yeah, from we broke them. We broke them. When you start opening a gap, when you start opening a gap, you know, it's difficult. It's difficult for them to maintain intensity. By by December, we had like 12 point gap or something. You cannot expect Man City to now keep putting all their intensity and trying to close that gap again. You know, they, they had other things to win. They have Champions League they need to win. Okay, top four battle. Uh, I think I'll start with Alpha. Uh, United, what are your thoughts about the top four? I guess, yeah. What are your thoughts about United, about top four, and just a summary of the game from. I think. Wednesday, I think Wednesday. Okay, I'll, I'll start with the summary of the game from I think it was Thursday or Friday. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, Sheffield, yeah. We did well. We won. Everyone was happy. Everyone was raving. But it's it's what I expect when Ole is our manager. In the sense that when you have quality players, he seems to do well when our key players are playing. Basically, they always find a way to get a result. I just feel like sometimes when they go forward, like Martial. Rashford, uh, Fernandez, and Pogba, they just find a way. They find a way to get something going for United and win. I feel like the fact that we have seven more games to go, it will be enough for us to continue that way where our key players come in, turn, one of them turns a big performance, and we pass, go past people and we get the points. But in the long run, you can only do this for, for a short term. Those players can only do that for a short term because they'll find a way they'll win because they're just good players, they're just quality players. But when you don't have like a consistent way or a consistent pattern of breaking people down, today is a typical example of that. Yeah, we made a lot of changes. Some of the players are not as good. But even when you're not doing well or you're not scoring goals, you could see the pattern that, okay, these people are pressing, these people are creating chances, or the quality of the players are not just good. That's why we're not scoring. But 
everything just looks like when our key players are not playing and all of them are not starting at the same time, that there's just a massive drop, like almost from 100 to like 50. And I'm, and I'm wondering, like, it shouldn't be that bad. Yeah, we could create chances, we could miss chances, somebody could make a mistake at the back and we'll concede. But you, sh you have to see that structure, you have to see that pattern. Liverpool have it sometimes where they decide to rest Salah or rest Mane and they play Origi. They don't look as great as they are when their first team starts. But you can see the pattern, you can see the, that they are effective. Or they might, they might make it, somebody might take a shot that won't go in or won't be on target because of his quality. But the gameplay, the pattern, the style is still there. Like, irrespective of who they bring in, they can bring in Ox Chamberlain to the midfield and take out Panaldum. It, it might not be as great as when Panaldum is playing, but you can still see that the team can get a result against some certain teams. But United just looks like when the full squad is not playing, then we have to just be praying that something will happen. And the worst thing that can happen is if we go one goal back or one goal behind. It's almost like the best you can get out of the game is the draw. So I feel like with the players that we have now and with the amount of games left, we have enough. We have just about enough to push it. Leicester City have dropped off. I don't even know what's happened to them. Like, I just feel like the break came at the wrong time for them. They are, they are a kind of team that run on momentum. When they yeah. hit that form, they can stay on that form. They, they run on momentum, basically. It showed when they won the league as well, that once they are on a high, they can keep that high going. The same thing happened to Sheffield as well. They were on a high, they kept on winning, kept on winning. But when everything went to factory resets and everybody now came back, it's now quality of players that are now showing. Because everyone is not 100%. So the quality of players will show in, in the way we play. So I feel like United can do enough. To overtake, to overtake Leicester? I think they will overtake Leicester. And okay. I, think, I think they will overtake Leicester. I think Chelsea will still make the top four. But okay. I think Leicester will be the ones that might miss out. Because the way Wolves are going as well, Wolves are those, those kind of team that they just have that they are small group of 15 players. Okay. For some reason, they don't get injured. They just play those same people. FA Cup, um, Europa League, Premier League. They play the same people, barring one or two changes. They bring in Neto, bring in Jota then swap um, Chari for someone else. They just have those predictable changes that they make, but they just keep going. And it's just seven games more after having, like, three months of rest. Yeah. So, Wolves are really, really, really dangerous because their fixtures are not that bad. Right. Leicester City have really bad fixtures. Chelsea, I felt, would drop points along the way, and they could still drop points. But the way I've seen them play in the last two games, especially against Man City, to me, that's the best game since the restart of the league. Okay. Um, Chelsea, you like... Three or four questions. I like it. So I didn't have not coming yeah. back to you again. <laughs> you must have yeah. like four questions again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I touch everything. That's good. I like how you're answering everything. So I'm not coming Man, back to you. Man City Chelsea was brilliant. That's, That's like the best. Okay. I, I actually enjoyed watching the game. It was like it was like a final to me. It's even better than some finals I've watched because it was free flowing. There was nobody sitting back and coping to do counter attacking football. When each team had the ball, they were going for it. And it was it was brilliant to watch, to see someone like Frank Lampard, to have that audacity, to have that belief, to say, I'm going to go against Man City and I'm going to play very positive football. It's, it's really impressive to see Chelsea play the way they play. And I feel like with barring injuries, having Loftus-Cheek come back, and when you have just seven games, it's just form. It's just form. Once you can keep that consistency going for like seven games, it's enough to push you over the line. So people that are behind now, will be struggling to find those games to get back into their groove. So, Chelsea, I feel Chelsea will still do enough to stay in the top four, but I feel Leicester City will be the one to edge out. If United keep winning, they might just get the top four based on goal difference against Wolves because Wolves are 
they are doing what they usually do. They just go and be efficient. They don't need to to be flamboyant. Just go do what they need to do. Himness gets them the points they need, keep their solid shape, and get their three points and move on. So I think United will make the top four. But I think Leicester still will be the one to drop from the top four. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Um, okay. I'll, okay. I'll start with... Uh, I don't think anybody will overtake Leicester, um, apart from maybe Chelsea. And I don't think anybody else is going to overtake them from beneath them. Um, if anybody's going to drop out of the top four, it will be Chelsea. The reason is that the games people think are easy are not easy for Wolves. Wolves have games against Sheffield, Everton. Those are the kind of games that they might actually struggle with. Um, they have other games there that might be fair for them, but they, they have tough games. Sheffield play a lot of sides in the top Six, so they might drop out, but they also might be spoilers. There are few games where guys will play each other that will make a difference. So it's not sure for anybody dropping anybody because Leicester will play Chelsea, Leicester will play Spurs. Sorry, Leicester will play Spurs, Leicester will play United, uh, Sheffield will play, I believe, Chelsea. So there's all of these um, combos that will have to be decided. Um, it might be a short season, but I don't think the shortness of the season really... I mean, it might be the end of the season, but it doesn't really play in because it's not like the same where players are tired. The case, this period might be that actually getting to the last four or five games, people might actually get into form and actually start playing well. So quality of the team might actually matter. Now, it might not be about, oh, the, the depth of the squad, but how good is your first team? How can they win games? Because that's um, that thing. Then, regarding United, I think United fans have this thing I call a hypocrisy sort of, or dual way of judging United. One minute, it's the team is not good enough. The squad is, is not good enough. And the next minute, oh, when the team is not playing well because key players are dropped, it don't look good. But I don't know any team that will drop eight players apart from Man City. And look good. It's but it's it's a Premier League team you're playing in the quarterfinal of the FA Cup with eight subs. Apart from Mastin, very few Premier League teams would. And this is actually a, a Norwich team that if you let them play football, they actually will school most teams in the Premier League. They didn't school Man City. So I think we sometimes judge my United fans judge United too harshly because of the level of Man City and Liverpool. But if, if Chelsea makes eight subs against Norwich, they would suffer. That's just I, what I, I mean. disagree. I absolutely disagree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yes. It's, I it's agree. too I much agree. of a harsh judgment. Because this is, this is the I Premier League that is harsh. very condemned. Players, this is players, the Premier League that if you lose three games, you drop from 10 to 15. It's not like things are so bad that those that. No, it's not. This is not the same Premier League of 10 years ago. So the idea that if you drop eight first team players, and play them against Norwich, that means you're going to be so much better. Uh, nah, that's, that doesn't yeah, I think, actually be... I think you, didn't, you didn't get what I was trying to say. I'm not saying like they will be outrightly better, but you can see, like, even if they don't score the goals, or even if they... United they don't, have a, don't have good zero, player. See, no, Marta, no, no, it's not, it's not about that. It's not about that. Marta, when you play a team... You play Marta play team as a right like, winger. What is he going to do as a right winger? That's the kind of problem United has. You expect Mata to start dropping back and be so, effective? So who played him? the kind of players? So how do you play? That's the question. Who played him? Is it me or is it Afan that played him? Yeah. But he has to be played Zero because it was eight players that were subbed. Now. Playing so many eight games. players were subbed. So basically, you expect a team where Lingard is playing as a, a left winger 
that he, he, he basically struggles in his right wing position, natural position. He's not playing as a left winger. First match since January. And how is he supposed to play well? And, you know, it's basically like, oh, this team came from 3-0 win. Very one of the best games we've seen, and then oh, they look so bad. So the manager must be bad. I think I just think that is too harsh. Of uh, we the team looked good three games ago, uh, three days ago. Now one game, uh, uh, I, that's just me. I just think it's too harsh that we're dropping off. The team, the players are not good enough. We know that they need to be changed slowly. But we can't keep jumping on the manager after just praising him three days ago for being. We can't. Too harsh. Got, it, we got the result that I thought we would get. Apa, hold on. You know why, why you can't? You can judge football on a game-by-game -game basis. You can. And you can criticize the manager for game-by-game. -game. You cannot say because somebody said, this game today was crap. It was absolutely crap. I'm not saying no, that. played better than us. And obviously, the level, the level we had, until, until those changes, Ola, until those changes, they played better than us. They did. Until those changes, they, dude, they did. Dude, they did. In a game that hold was before the red card, oh, two times the Okay, so these are my four thoughts. Which thoughts are fine? Um, Allah, you know, you go first before I talk. Allah, go. I'll wrap up. Uh, but what about EJ? Okay, sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, EJ has his focus. I don't even know. Even at the end of the day, I thought this question was about top four. Correct. Turned it into my United. That's it's so I don't even know what he thinks. I don't know what you think about who will finish top four, but exactly. I think it's... I said it. I said that it's going to go up to the last day. Okay. That's why I said that. I said that. That's the first thing I said that. Chelsea, if anyone would drop out with Chelsea, the gap between okay. Leicester and the other teams, they, they won't be able to overtake them because they play each other. That's one point now. They knock off points it's each one other. One point. Between huh? Chelsea and Leicester. and Leicester one point away. That's one point. Yes. But Wolves that are three points behind Leicester... Have played one game in hand, so to now win the extra game means they have to expect these guys to lose two games while they have to beat. So that's what I'm saying. I'm just putting it in my own combo that Manchester United will know, but they have to, Manchester United has to beat. Let's have to drop two whole games for Manchester United to beat them, actually, or three, something like that. So it's hard. That's just what you I'm just saying. Two games. Okay, okay so yeah, let's share your thoughts. Um. Okay. okay, so before before we did all this, I um, I or you and I and maybe. Ola and Bucci had a discussion about top four, top five. I feel mm -hmm. like I felt like we were talking about how if City, you know, that they uphold that ban, mm -hmm. that maybe we're looking more at whoever finishes fifth is top four. So I kind of thought that was what this question was going to entail. But it seems like you're talking about the true top four. So let's go to the true, um, the true top four, whoever finishes one, two, three, four, and just right, ignore yeah. the fifth position. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Chelsea, I have to tip my hat because at the beginning of the season, I was wrong. I don't. I thought that they would. I thought Frank would just not yeah. be up. Yeah. We all wrong. Stone Chelsea fans. A lot of us were in your camp, so to yeah. be fair, that's what so, we I thought. I thought so too. And even even till even to the middle of the season, you know, they kept losing some of these games that you would think yeah. that they should have won. So I I still thought that they would um they would kind of drop off. But I think what we saw, especially after the City game, and even the way they beat Villa, um, it was just kind of like it doesn't matter which team they play. They have the chance to beat you, like, and they would exactly. take their That's chance. That's the point I'm making. Yeah. So Lampard, I don't think, I, I don't think he's even close to dropping off. I think, in fact, he's probably the only person that, apart from City and Liverpool, has guaranteed top four. Now, whether it's, I don't, I don't believe in Leicester. I've said it before. I thought their 2016 run was a fluke, never happened again. 
And then this one, Now that one's a lot. And also Juju. But I won't yeah. get it. It's an outlier. It's an outlier. I saw it myself. I saw them going to the club and spreading things around the stage, whatever they were doing. Um, but yeah, I think I think if anything, I mean, I think the top four is set the way it is. Now, like like I said before, if the fifth place is now top four, then it is going to be between, to me, Wolves and United. But um, if we're talking about who's going to overtake Leicester, I think that's that's the shaky position. I think they can drop points. Even if they draw their way out, they could easily fall, fall out of top four. So my bet is, my bet is they finish the way they are, but I still think there's a chance for them to drop off. And I do think, it, I personally think, looking at y'all's fixtures, I think Wolves has a better chance than United to get into, to sneak in if either of those teams are going to sneak in ahead of um, Leicester. So that's me. Okay. Ola, what are your thoughts? Right. Okay, if I'm, for, for the top four, I think Chelsea, like everybody's praising Chelsea, and it's fair enough because in a normal season, in a normal season, we'll say Chelsea are having a good season. It's, it's just maybe because of um, <laughs> the standards City and Liverpool have set <laughs> over the past couple of years. Because even when people say, oh, Chelsea were losing some games. Yeah, that's how normal seasons are supposed to do. Teams will win the championship by losing five games, 16 games a season. United did it many times. Even Chelsea have done it before. They'll lose four or five games and they still win the league. Yeah. It's only now because the standard is so high. When you now lose four or five games, you'll be like, ah, man, forget about it. But that's it's just the standards have been raised higher. So when Chelsea were losing games, I still, I still thought Lampard was doing all right. And it was a very big win. That, that win, I think they're going to make top three. I think they'll overtake it this time because now the confidence will be so high in Chelsea's exactly. camp. The confidence will be so high. Like, they, 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 beating City was not a fluke. They went toe-to-toe with City and deserved Very to win that enough. match. They deserved to win that match. So, I think Chelsea will finish third in answer to the question. Leicester City, I just don't know. Rogers. <laughs> Uh, somebody in the group was making making a joke. I was saying they shouldn't have given him money. He was using this Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Dave Chappelle. I saw that. Uh, that was really good. I think it was Christopher. Christopher was like, true. shouldn't have given Rogers yeah. money because since he renewed his that. contract, he renewed the contract. Um, he extended his contract. Yeah, just, I, I don't know. I don't know what's happened to them. I'm I'm really surprised. I would have loved for them to make top four, but at this moment, even before the break, before the the pandemic break, their form was bad. They had, I think yeah, they, they were dropping. The one yes. game in yeah, they won only one match in five or six. Yeah. You know, I think they won one game in ten. Yeah, their form yeah, been... was off. Yeah, it's not the break. It's terrible. They haven't won a game in a long time. Yeah, so I don't see them finishing top four. I I think United will sneak in there. I think United have more um, weapons at their, at their disposal than yeah, Wolves. Firepower. United have thank you firepower. United have more firepower. Wolves are a very strong team. And um, I was mentioning it, I think, in our previous podcast, their sports science departments, like the fitness, yes, they have all that. But they, they have a core group of only 15 players. Like Afama said, they use this core players of a core group of 15 players. United have more weapons at their disposal, more firepower. I think United are finishing fourth. I think Wolves might actually overtake Leicester. The way Leicester are looking, I don't, I don't, I don't see Leicester finishing top five. To be honest, they're really. They're, have you seen their games? I've watched their two games. Yeah, what the two games? Very draft. Very draft. That's why I choose very draft. Very draft. Very draft. Not like they were even trying. 
against Villa, they didn't. I think they created only two clear chances throughout the whole match. I was like, is it the same Leicester? The same Leicester that beat Southampton nine 0 <laughs> So far away from that. I forget that. that. Against Villa or Brighton, you mean? Oh, yeah. Brighton. No, Southampton. Southampton. Brighton. No, no, no. It was in Brighton. It was Villa, and uh, they played zero zero against Villa, and they drew one one against Brighton. that. Um, was it uh, who scored? Um, Watford. What, Watford. Was it Watford? Whiteboard was 1-1. Watford was 1-1. Watford and Brighton. Yeah, right. you're making a mistake. They played 1-1 and they played Brighton. Brighton 0-0. Yeah. I think Villa has not won, has not gotten any points. Yeah. They have one point. It wasn't Villa. Sorry, it wasn't Villa. It was Brighton. Yeah, That's sorry. Sorry. It was Brighton. So they've been terrible. So in answer to the question, United, um, Chelsea, Chelsea, third, United, fourth, and uh, Wolves, fifth. Okay. Okay. You're, you're, you're always very good at predictions, so I, I would go straight and just attack some stuff. I still think, so my prediction has changed a little bit, slightly, because of Leicester. Now, what Leicester do over the next two games will tell me if United or Wolves can catch them. If they don't win against Everton, I don't know who, who they play after Everton. If they don't win those two games and get out of this funk they are in, because they are in a terrible funk. Like, they don't even need to play so well. Just need to win. If they don't win those two games... Yeah. I'll just I tell you the fixtures. Yeah, I'll tell you the fixtures. Okay. After Everton, they play Crystal Palace. Yeah. Then they play yeah. Arsenal. They play Arsenal away. Yeah. Then they play Southampton, which is not too bad. They play right. Sheffield at home, which is not too bad. But their final two, their final two games of the season. Tottenham and Man United. Yeah, I, I think so. That's why I say those two games are very important. I say this because I think they need to win those two games to keep that gap. Number one, number two. I don't want to say this because I, I we, do have, we look like we have overwhelming firepower. I look at Manchester United, but we look like a team that are going to draw points. I, I sense it's going to happen just because of some things I'm already seeing. I sense it. Now, going to, going to Man United, let's talk about Sheffield game. Marshall, my guy. Marshall FC. Dude, I spent hours and hours defending this guy on social media. I've defended this guy so much. I feel like I'm like his, his, his father. So that was special for him. <laughs> <laughs> that was special. He doesn't, he doesn't really need defense. I, <laughs> I know, I defend him so much against so many against United fans, especially when we're, we're struggling. Oh, he's not a striker. Oh, he, you know, so many things I was defending against Martial there. So I'm happy for that trick. Second thing, social. He gets he has to get credit for that tactics because I criticize him when I see when we're bad earlier in the season. I still don't trust him going forward, but I have to, I have to praise him for that. Like. He, at least, at the very least, he put the players in those position. Against Sheffield, that was brilliant. The combination play, yeah, the combination play was very good. So I have to give him credit for the tactics, right? So let's that that that's that out of the way. I don't want to dwell on the social thing. I think I've talked about it. I know them. Everybody knows my position about social. But that that um, that win, perfect. It was very good. Wolves, my God, it looks like Wolves. Uh, it looks like uh, you know, Esperito is almost like a a new a new modern version of Mourinho. Like efficiency, like I think a lot of people have talked about, uh, uh, just football. They create very less chances. They create like two, an average of two chances per game. But when they score, there's never out of all the games I've seen, even before the break, there's never any time it looks like they are going to concede. Now the downside of that is, at some point you need to create high volume of chances because in game there will be some games where you have bad luck. If you have bad luck in creating two or three chances. You draw points. It's as simple as that. And that's that's my fear for Wolves, you know, if I can use the word fear. But that is what I think might happen to Wolves, like which has highlighted. Some of those games against those middle table teams, 
that will just know they are sit back and wait for them because they are they're basically a counter-attacking team. So that's the problem I suppose they need to they need to start because I think earlier this season, I even last season, we were pretty much we'll play better against bigger teams. All right, yeah, because they can sit back, they can keep their structure and break. They know how to. Break. So do you guys? So do you guys? That's true. That's that's a very yeah, that's the same with United. Yeah, but but what I mean is that in general, their their average points against teams around them is not really that high. The points against them, Everton's, yeah. and uh, this thing, it's not really, they're not, you're not sure they're going to be an Everton. You, right. You'll be there. It's, it's pretty poor, which is yeah. right. It's actually pretty poor. Because yeah. I mean, I play fantasy, it's pretty poor against their middle table. So that's my point for Wolves. I think Chelsea, like everybody has said, I don't need to hop on it. I think Chelsea finished top four. I think the confidence, we just, we just, we just drive them on. Leicester, wow, wow, wow. Brandon Rogers, I think he's a good coach. He's a good coach. A good, what he has uh, done, because I think Leicester should not have no business in that top four. They shouldn't. I put them yeah. at fifth beginning of season. That's where I thought their level should be. But wow, it, it looks like something is happening. Like they need to fight, come out of their funk. So we'll see. I still think he's a good manager, but we need to, they need to come out of their funk. Uh, Sheffield is done. I think all these other people that were I think they are done. Sheffield is done. Spurs As now. Spurs have an outside oh, chance. I think. Because <laughs> I'm probably Manchester United. I don't see Wolves. Wolves just, like what I you said, I just see them as this efficient football, you, you can do, only do it so much. There'll be games where you need high volume of chances. And if you don't create high volume of chances, they'll drop points. So, but they're not, they're are not that many games anymore, you know. Correct. I know, I know. But yeah, but still. They might just, I, they might just I, close I, their eyes. Seven games, let's digest. And these are three, three days apart. <laughs> these games are coming like every few days. I'll be very honest. I don't, trust, I don't trust anything. I think... What I'm saying is, I think Liverpool won the league because they had the minimum of the job done before the mm -hmm. season. People came back from, oh, like, think about it. Half of the teams in this league, many of them don't have enough players. Like, a lot of their players are unfit. Some of them are struggling to trade. Some, like, some look like, look, COVID the break really messed up teams. So, I don't know. I think. This thing we're looking at teams and predicting too far. I don't want to do it because I think this thing could change by next weekend yeah, or the following that's week. True. That's just it what could. I believe. It could. No, it's just, there's too many teams that look out of form at the moment. Like Man City is not really looking so good. Um, How? How did all the? No, no, they look good. They look good until no. they play Chelsea. <laughs> 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 it's Arsenal, Arsenal is the example of a team that does not look good at all. Yeah, <laughs> 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 dude, I'm just looking for a kind of team. Come on, Man City is fine. Man City is fine. Yeah, yeah, fine. Their yeah, problems have always been known. Joking with Man City. Oh, their problems have always been known, and they, like Ola said, you know, at hit the nail of the head. They failed to address it. They went into the season arrogant, in my opinion. They should have addressed that central, you know, defense problem. It was kind of obvious. They should have addressed it. They yeah, so. You know they will. They will. Uh, probably the, before we get to the end. So, Alpha has already said his. Ola, what was your best game of the three starts? 
I've, I've been racking my brain, but it's I don't know, maybe just pretty obvious. Chelsea City just looks like the best game I've seen. That was an amazing I, game. Yeah, I, I don't know, maybe because there was a lot riding on it. Both both teams went out for it. I look, both of us, we need this win. And I've been trying to think of any game that has reached that level of quality. I can't from both sides. We've seen games in which one side was really, really good. exactly. Yeah, you know, most games have been one side was really good and then the other side is not good. But this, this game, both of any of them could have won it. Either of them could have won it. Like City, Chelsea, either of them could have. City hit the post. There are chances. Chelsea also had chances. It was, it was. That's the best game in my opinion. I can't really think of any other games I've watched nah, up to that quality, level of quality. So. Sorry, sorry for the obvious answer. No, no, no. I feel like everybody that's going to say the same thing. But let me just ask first. Are you, are you, are you in agreement? Is that the best game you've seen this season, DJ? I mean, I didn't watch it. I just watched the highlights. So, yeah. Ah, you missed. I know. Ah. The highlights were fine. The highlights were fine. They were but fine. I mean, I was at work. I okay. was at work. But I don't, I don't recall any other game that I liked. Like, the only other games I've watched, obviously, Arsenal lost them both. I don't care about them. And then... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I watched Liverpool, Everton. <laughs> Everton, Liverpool was boring. Um, I think Aston Villa, Chelsea was okay, but that was because the only thing dramatic that happened there was when Chelsea made a good change and started and turned the game around. But yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say I've seen any other game that would, you know, be more interesting than that one. Gucci. Um, Leicester, Brighton. <laughs> just to be contrary, contrary, yeah. I expected that from you. Okay. So what's what's yours, Bucci? Just say it. Quick fire. There was no better game. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going to throw in a hipster choice, and this is not a Premiership game. Sorry, because I just want to be different. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anybody who just wants to see shootouts, like uh, when I mean shootout, like attacking football, flowing. Watch the highlights of Atlanta Lazio from last week. My goodness, that game, that game was 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 exceptional. Just go and watch that game. Atlanta Wait, isn't that the, the second high scoring game Lazio was playing this season? Did they have right. a high scoring game with Napoli or something like that? Like or something? Yeah. They had another game. Those guys are going nuts over there. But Atlanta, Atlanta especially. Oh, that's yeah, Atlanta is free flowing attacking football, man. A lot of good young managers in that. Yeah. They just they just create them from. I don't know how they get those guys. Uh, Atlanta, Napoli, uh, they're just uh, ripping off managers. Atlanta is a special manager. I like that guy. Okay, let me yeah, Gasparini, that's true. Let me wrap up now so EJ can drop off. So hey, um, everyone, we're coming to the end. If you like our podcast, please check us out. Facebook, extraordinary footy fans. Uh, Twitter, footy at ad fantasy. On uh, Instagram, fantasy footy. Um, on YouTube, where this video will be, it's going to be pretty fantasy. Um, everything will be at the end of the page. Check us out. And uh, thanks everyone for coming. Uh, and have a good week. Stay safe wherever you are. Cheers. <laughs>